Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Additionally, there is still time to back the uh, Watch Out for Fireballs live show Kickstarter. Check it out at duckfeed.tv slash Kickstarter. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. I have a favor to ask. My mother, the Witch of Isolith, was one of the primeval lords. Her power came from the soul that she found near the first flame. She focused this power to light a flame of her own, but she failed to control it. The flame of chaos engulfed mother and my sisters and molded them into deformed creatures. I beseech you, free mother and my sisters from the flame of chaos. I cannot do it myself. I realize what I am asking, but please free their poor souls. Mother's ambitions were misguided, no doubt. But surely a thousand years of atonement is enough. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Vivian Vance. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about the Demon Ruins and Lost Isolith. And as you heard, we are joined by Vivian, who we are really, really, really glad to have because uh, you have been one of our best contributors since uh, relatively forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, since like <laughs> mid mid two thousand twelve. Yeah, like, like it's been you know been a long time. So this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, it's it, it is an honor to be here. Um, I like. The stuff that you guys have done, I love. Uh, wow, watch out for fireballs in particular. And uh, this, when I was approached about this bonfire side chats thing, I was all for it because I am a little obsessed with Dark Souls, like a lot of the people <laughs> that you've spoken to on here. Hopefully, everyone we've spoken to on here. Like, <laughs> bet, like if we have anybody who are on the show who are just kind of like, Neh, you know, who just kind of quit yeah. after the point we talked about, that would be disappointing. Yeah. Um, but uh, Hopefully, uh, be infectious. I, I, I love that we're assembling this uh, um, like oceans. Well, it, it'll actually end up being like fourteen. This oceans fourteen, the the missing sequel of, <laughs> of <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> Dark Souls super fans that uh, that 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 are part of the family. So we we are really really happy to have you. Here. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, last time um, we talked about the Duke's archives. We vanquished Seath the Scaleless in uh, search of Lord Gwyn's, uh, the Lord Soul that Gwyn had uh, bequeathed to him. And now we venture from the highest point in the land to the lowest point in the land, tackling the Demon Ruins and Lost Isoleth, seeking out what happened to the Witch of Isoleth. Yes. And that lowest point to me is both uh, both literal and metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it's gonna kind of come out during this. Like I don't disagree with the the kind of hate that's that's spewed on this this part of the game, but I still have some affection for it. Mm-hmm. Like there's some there's some things I like about it, and it kind of speaks to the general like high batting average of Dark Souls. That even the worst part of it, I still think is pretty good. You know, and I, oh, I, I yeah. re- replayed it in preparation for the the show and was surprised to find, uh, you know, I was like, oh well, this is kind of neat and this isn't as dumb as I thought. 
Um, all except for like Beta Chaos, which is exactly as dumb as I thought. <laughs> Even though, you know, thematically and visually and music and all of that stuff is actually really cool. Yeah. It's just yeah. a dumb boss fight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like at the risk of like venturing into cute pun territory, it just feels real hollow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It does well, and then there's stuff to support that, right? Like the it's widely I've I've read many places that this is uh, kind of a rushed area, yeah. development wise, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't found too much like actual text to uh, to back that up, but it but but it just in playing it, it just feels that way. Yeah, I actually pulled up um, in preparation for the episode the Design Works developer interviews, which some very smart, very skilled people who can speak Japanese, unlike myself, translated. <laughs> and uh, one of the interviews with the director, Miyazaki, um, he actually says, I'd have to say that my greatest regret is the bed of chaos. So <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think maybe they're on the level with us. <laughs> yeah. But, it, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, like my, my contention about this area, which, like, so many things, like, I, you know, my goodwill towards it extends mostly from my thematic appreciation of it uh, or an aesthetic appreciation as opposed to mechanical. Um, just kind of like, just, it just, it feels, it feels bankrupt compared to, compared to most other things, you know, most other areas in the game, but a bed of chaos aside, like we'll, we'll get to that, but I have very controversial opinions about the bed of chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it then. Cause yeah. this will, this will be, will be interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so you get here through, uh, through blight town and past the, um, and if you go towards the fair lady, you're going one way, but this is kind of a little side passage. Yeah. Um, that you can go down to. And you can actually get here really early in the game. Um, but you know, you're kind of sequence breaking. You'll eventually run up against an or- orange uh, fog gate. And uh, you run into these kind of like the egg-burdened uh, creatures kind of worshipping in the general direction of Isolith, that big dome yeah. that you see with mm-hmm. the, the tree growing out of the top is the city you'll eventually be going to. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple of these that are that are hostile. Like I don't know if you, have you guys ever noticed that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like one or two who will slowly crawl towards you. Yeah, yeah, they're not meaningfully hostile in that no. you can just kind of run around them <laughs> yeah. and ignore them. But yeah, it's like it's like a bee in another house. Like it's just it's not it's it's no longer a problem. But like I always thought that was kind of strange that a couple of them are you know rather it seems like it has to be intentional because it's not just an an element of egg burdened where they are just not hostile. Like that seems like that could have just been a you know part of the the creature mm-hmm. design. But there are a couple of them that attack you. Um, when I went through here, the only character I have that hasn't, who's this far in the game, but hasn't beat the game yet is my level, soul level one character. So I went back here to kind of explore and, uh, was just like, you know, killing egg burdens and seeing if anything, you know, happened. And one of them managed to egg me, um, <laughs> just in my dicking around, which was frustrating. Um, and I actually found out I was fighting them and I found out that you were invincible during the animation when your head sprouts. Oh, really? So oh. yeah, that never happened. I was went down there fighting the Taurus demons that come next. And one of them swung right through me as I was like. My head was just exploding into this <laughs> repulsive mass of, you know. You have discovered the next exploitative PvP gimmick here. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> That's amazing. That would be really awesome. Like, you can just time it. This trick yeah. only works once. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like a lot Daffy of... Uh, Duck swallowing a stick of dynamite or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, PvP with people who are egg burdened. It's a cool look. It's an yeah. awesome gimmick. I mean, just kind of like, look at me. <laughs> See, I was under the impression that you could spread the egg to other people when it first happened to me, and then I, yeah. I found out that that's not possible, and I got kind of upset by it. <laughs> well, it well, looks like you can because you can kick those maggots at people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like that, that, that'd be an awesome, like just to, to be a vector for this thing that spreads throughout the world. But like yeah. that, that would quickly get out of hand where like it would like being non egg burden would be the exception rather than the rule. So like being human would barely be worth it because then you would have to make this trip down to, uh, you know, the demon ruins in, or, in order to get your uh, vermifuges and whatnot. You just stock up. Well, yeah. like they're not that expensive. No. And, then, and, and they could kind of make it a pain in the ass like the, the yeah. dark wraith thing. I don't know how many times I've actually ever been grabbed by a dark wraith and had my soul sucked out. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be a real weirdo and farm those two-headed snakes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest drop in the game. The majority of players are like, those what? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, the, the, those things that I like famously thought were trees instead of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. what I thought for a long time. Yeah, myself. yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but yeah but, you get to get to the first boss of many in this the kind of next stretch, um, like, the ceaseless discharge. Are, so, so do we can? Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. So the ceaseless discharge. I was gonna say like those aren't really bosses; they're just enemies now. Like, oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not there yet, though. No, we're we not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the first. This is the first thing you see. Is ceaseless. <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of a bunch of our responses in the appendix will allude to this, but uh, ceaseless discharge. Am I right? How about <laughs> how about some penicillin, doctor? Uh, elbow, elbow, elbow. I, I need like a symbol crash. I didn't get ready for that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Has anybody here fought the ceaseless discharge fair? Oh, so, uh, fun fair. Uh, <laughs> not not running to the fog gate and uh, attacking his hand so he falls. Okay, I have beaten him in a different way. I wouldn't quite call it fair. Uh, if you kind of retreat back about halfway down that tunnel that sort of cuts the area in half that you can use the shortcut to get back to the door, you know, right. once you trigger him, he will kind of lunge at you with his arm and just keep sticking it in that tunnel, and it's really easy to just kind of back up or roll away from it, and then wail on his arm and keep doing that over and over, and it's it's almost as trivial as knocking him off the ledge. Like, right. There's almost no risk in that position, and the first time I fought him, I did that because I had no idea about the ledge thing, and the, the idea of trying to run him off, that didn't even occur to me, because it's such an unusual mechanic, and right. not something that you do in any other boss fight, mm-hmm. which will be a pattern in this area as well, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, I have, I've not fought him fair and square. Um, I, I did the exploit, I think I said in an earlier episode, like, I stumbled upon it, um, I didn't know about it, I was just running yeah. back because I got to this too early. And uh, and was was scared of it, yeah. You know, and trying to find a good place to fight him, you know. So he did his first attack, <laughs> and like, you know, it, it covered a huge part of the screen and almost killed me. And I was like, "Fuck!" And I, I was running back, and uh, you know, he did the the whole whole lunge thing. And I thought I was going to attack his hand, and he was going to get down and start attacking me, and I was going to have to like keep getting him to do it. Like I was genuinely surprised when he lost his grip. Yeah. There. Which, like, that, that whole losing his grip thing makes a ton of sense. Like, it is a really awesome touch. My, my, my story is the same as yours, Gary, where I just got I got freaked out and I wanted to run to the closest thing that I thought of as safety before I realized there was a fog gate behind me. Um, I stayed in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the tunnel the first time. And I don't know, that's, that's bad Dark Souls play. Like, I should be more observant. But the first time I played, I didn't even notice the tunnel. Like, I just ran up the stairs and... Didn't see on my way back either. Yeah, so. yeah. But like the scale of this guy, like if you saw like his entire body, 
he I, I think that he is the biggest boss in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. And there, there you can um, sequence break to skip him, and then uh, go down with the orange chartering and go hang out by his feet. Yeah, like oh, he's wow. he's still there. So it's pretty crazy. Like he is he is you know a giant. Yeah. Which I was it, not aware you could sequence break to skip him. I mean, other than not, running into lava and getting yourself killed. Well, yeah, it's not a. I guess it's not a sequence break, but it's something that speedrunners do. Like by kind of manipulating the uh, the hit zones on the like, if you go down to your right, the area where you fight the first Capra um, yeah. down there, mm-hmm. um, those those rocks on your right, right on the ledge, some of them have kind of weird, uh, you know, boxes of safe zones that kind of extend it into the lava. And if you have enough health, you can roll between them. And if you do it just right, you can get past it without fighting ceaseless discharge. Hmm. And it's like a, a high-risk speedrunner trick because, like, if you do it one time or if you get it right the first time, you'll save time. But if you end up dying, then you lose all the time you would have gained. Right. Yeah, that is that is that is one I've never seen. I wonder if that was the thing, the mysterious thing that the director alluded to about being able to spare ceaseless in an interview and nobody I think ever so. figured out what he was talking about. Yeah, I think I, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, as a, yeah. like like making it sound intentional in this area where the geometry is probably the most <laughs> least intentionally fucked up in the entire game. Yeah, nice maybe try, discover- Miyazaki. Maybe he discovered it. Yeah, he discovered it afterwards, and he's rewriting. Maybe when you knock ceaseless off the ledge and he falls, he falls into Candyland where everything is peaceful. <laughs> yeah, <and> yeah. <laughs> look at me, no. ceaseless discharge out in the Plum Town. Yeah, <laughs> what? Plum Town. <laughs> good, good ceaseless discharge impersonation. Cole. Look at me, I'm Gary. I criticize Cole. <laughs> I can keep doing it. Don't worry. Yeah. On a junkyard, ladies. <laughs> I was the person that the kids in Adventures from Babysitting stole a car from. <laughs> um. <laughs> That is their resume. That's that's just a section on their resume. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Car owning Hillbilly 3, Adventures (laughs) in Babysitting. Uh, You know, backup deputy, nothing but trouble. Just that that voice. Like. And then they did a character model for uh, Bear Hug Jim or whatever from Super Punch Out. (laughs) Like Maple Syrup Canadian. I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> Don't criticize my voices. <laughs> Seems like a guy would have a ceaseless discharge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah we, it's true that we don't see his body at any point, so it's possible that he survived. It's true. Yeah. He well, he 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 fades into the ether just like all the other enemies and bosses and whatnot. But it's funny because, like, relative to him, hold, hold up. Is he supposed to be – so you find – this is just a weird idea. I don't know if this is true. But right below where Ceaseless Discharge is, you find a corpse that has the uh, the Chaos Flame ember. You're right. <clears throat> like any thought that maybe like that, uh, you know, if you kill him like – because he's, he's not supposed to be like that. He was like – he was a relatively regular dude who got cursed with this, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a son of Chaos. Yeah, I wonder if he got uh, – you know, he did the uh, – uh, and like when you die in the video game Rampage – and you just shrink back into a human form. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always thought it was weird that that ember is just sitting around. That's an interesting you know? idea. Yeah, you know? like that's relatively close to where he would canonically die. It's uh, exactly. It's right where he would canonically die because the video I saw where you go and hang around his feet, that's like right by the, the chaos ember. Yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting that he just, he's just like chilling there until you disturb his sister's grave. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. he's not hostile either. Speaking right. of things that aren't trying to kill you and that you should feel bad about killing. <laughs> you are bad and you should feel bad. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's just, he's just like, hanging there looking scary. Looking um, sad. He doesn't look scary. His eyes, like, he looks really, like, really heartbreaking. I, I don't see his eyes. I see his, I see his fucking tortured crown. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I'm going to pull up a picture of him. I always thought those were kind of, like, weepy eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, but, but it's funny because like, you know, the, 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 the secret best way to kill him is to not secret. Really. Everybody does this. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend it anymore. Um, <laughs> it's to, is to hit his hand until he falls. But like relative to us, it'd be like me falling down like three stairs. It's like, Oh, that kind of sucks. My ankle hurts, but no big yeah. deal. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor baby. Poor baby, but yeah, his his lore is real interesting, and, and you know, insofar as the entire you know progeny of chaos, um, you know, uh, uh, lore is interesting. You know, he's he's the son of chaos, and he's real you know bitter because you know his his you know his cousins, the sons of anarchy, got that TV series. Um, but uh, raise hell. <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's just like uh, I get the sense that he's the source of the large part of the lava in oh, this yeah. in this area. Yeah, yeah. because he's when he a load bearing boss who kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he's he's like Ignis from Planescape. Oh yeah, like he, he he's like an opening yeah. to an elemental plane, uh-huh. and it hurts him. It does. Like, like he's he's not okay. Uh, you know, during this, you know, and I'm not sure where, like, like like what text I could cite to like back this up, but like w- you know, w- once the the Witch of Isleth tried to recreate the first you know the first flame and started all of the madness that you know warped her entire family, this kid just like got these sores that started leaking lava, and I, I like just the, the 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 idea that his whole mutation was. Um, you know, leaking this lava and then scarring over and then regenerating around it to become what he actually was. That is super horrifying and cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some of that is supported by the uh, the orange chard ring. Yeah. Yeah. I just talk actually about, yeah. just pulled up the description of that. And I think maybe this kind of flies in the face of what we were talking about, about his origin, because it says since his sores were inflamed by lava from birth. So I think maybe this thing was always a gross rock monster. Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting because the the witches of Isleth are are generally humanoid, yeah. and and sometimes turn into like driders. But yeah. the you know the, that's interesting. Hmm. Good D and D, you know, deep cut there. No, so oh, so, so 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 we, we we don't know roughly what the timeline was though between recreating the first flame and uh, and when the stuff happened, how slow it was. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. like the the the, the witch could have you know like he could be the youngest. Right. Oh yeah. And you know she yeah. she reopened this, and that you know she you know she recreated the first flame, gave birth to the gave birth to this like crazy you know uh, lava sore kid, and then just you know progressed apace. Right. Yeah, and things like, just got worse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think I also think to some extent um, it could be you know I mean he could have just been a human or humanoid baby who had this gross this these lava sores or whatnot. Yeah. Because I think they're kind of doing the same thing with the witches that they do with Seath and the dark rates and the kings in new londo in that there's kind of this idea of a progression towards corruption right mm-hmm. like over time and that they're experimenting with this magic and this place is getting weirder and weirder until they decide to recreate the first flame and then things get really bad yeah yeah even though this is by far the out of all of the kind of four major hubs the one that i'm most sympathetic to and like the the saddest one like these are the most yeah. altruistic 
you know, those people. So everybody's kind of, I mean, if there's a lesson there, it's like, don't fuck with this stuff, you know, no matter what your intentions (laughs) are. Koilana has an awesome quote. Um, It's it's like something to the effect of... uh, But remember one thing. Always fear the flame. Lest you be devoured by it and lose yourself. I would hate to see that happen again. Yeah. Which is a fantastic, like, summary almost of, of what happens going into this area, like, even though that quote is from a prior area. Yeah. And she's real interesting because you, a, a, as you buy more of her spells, she gets more open to you about that mm-hmm. kind of stuff until, she, until she's, like, just outright telling you about her family. Yeah, kill kill my mother because she's, yeah. you know, because all this, this shit's going on. Um, so the, the big thing is this. So once you kill him, um, you're able, the lava lake kind of lowers um, and you're able to get down into the ground. And, like, as much as this is kind of a, a frustrating just kind of here's a bunch of enemies just in a row. You know, there's very little design to this. Like as somebody who spent so much time on Capra's and Taurus demons, <laughs> like just see, this was an awesome moment for me seeing this field of Taurus demons. <laughs> like I had a real good, like, Oh shit. And it, it, uh, it ties it together. Like this is where they come from. It, it is. It is so empowering to break these things, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm going through This is my, this is my shieldless, uh, two hands of I run. Um, and, uh, just like to just walk up to a tourist demon and hit him once and have him like cower in fear because I like rattled him. It's like, yeah. fuck yeah. Those six hours that I spent when I first picked up this game. Fuck you. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah truth be told, that was kind of the reaction that I had as well. The first time that I saw these guys and started fighting them and stuff as I was kind of more impressed with how capable I was at handling it and right. how much easier they seemed and less intimidating they seemed to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this is a great, like, I mean, cause it's a, cause once I started, I had that reaction too. Once I fought them, like I had a nice, like, Oh shit, now there's 12 of them. And the way they're situated from the cliff, I thought I had to fight them at once. I didn't realize like, Oh, I can pull these guys. It's not like, yeah. I'm just going to have to like, here's a 15 Taurus demon, like party, um, <laughs> which I should find a YouTube of someone fighting all of them. Like I'm sure you can run. I'm sure it's happened. Like I'm yeah. sure someone's done it. Um, 15 the, Taurus uh, demon party is my favorite mountain coats album. <laughs> it's, it's an EP. It's like a split EP. Don't worry. Uh, I was going to um, say, I didn't want to go to that party and now I'm, I'm reconsidering. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, the mountain goats are playing there. Fuck man. Yeah. Wouldn't the mountain goats be the Capra demon though? Uh, yeah. Um, kind of 15 Capra demon party. <laughs> the, uh, um, but the, like, this is a, like one of the, you know, because they don't reuse bosses that often in the game or reuse things like this is, specifically here to say like hey look at this like this used to be terrible and now you're awesome you yeah. know to a, to a degree which is yeah, yeah that's valuable you know as a, in contrary you know good things to say about these areas are probably few and far between but that's one of the things i really like yeah that that that's a little bit compromised because they throw capper demons at you outside of the context where they really uh vexed you before like capper yeah. is only tough because of the arena that you fight him in and also because he comes with those two dogs um, yeah. and you know, like they, they, they escalate it. Like first you fight one, then you fight two, then you fight three, it, right. you know, like roughly at a time, unless you're really, really adept at pulling them. Mm-hmm. You're in a pretty confined space where you fight the, uh, if you fight them on the bridge. Um, yeah, and I don't know why, you why you wouldn't weird ledge thing. And... Yeah. 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 Um, we, it's not in the, the notes, I don't think, but, uh, this is the place where you can get the second Kirk invasion. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I, I, I had no idea about that honestly yeah yeah he invades you right in front of the capper demons like on that yeah right behind you bridge. Yeah. oh really so he comes in behind you uh-huh. yeah 
Yeah. It attempts to pincer you. Um, and he, it's necessary to fight him the second time to get the third time and wrap up his storyline. So I guess there's three major NPCs, not major, but three NPCs we're going to be talking about yeah. during this episode that kind of wrap up. I forget if we talked about it in the depths, but like Kirk, like have we established that he is a, uh, he is a dark wraith by way of getting humanity to feed uh, the, the fair lady? I don't. I know we talked about him. I don't know to what degree. Right. Um, case, yeah. That's really kind of a stinger almost after you complete all the encounters. Like that's something that you don't realize that there's no way to have an, like any indication of until after you've already killed him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> where 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 is the third encounter? Because I've only ever found him in the uh, in the depths. It's right in front of the bed of chaos, actually. Really? Yep. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yep. Um, and there's nothing I looked at is uh, the equipment that he drops ahead of time to see if there are any hints um, before and there aren't any. Right. So that, that is kind of like a little bit of a some gotcha journalism going on. Yeah. Dark Souls. Um, but uh, so you fight Kirk here. It's not it's tough because you're on a, a really narrow staircase, but it's not actually, you know, it's a NPC in the game, which like for with only a couple exceptions are not very tough. Right. Um, and then you, so you get down and you can take kind of two ways. You can go through the, the hall of, of Capra Demons or you can jump down to the bonfire down there, which I, after the first time, that's what I did every single time. Like yeah. I never fight this hallway of Capra Demons. Always learning more. I never knew you could just jump right down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's really pretty easy on your health too. It's something like 5%, um, you know, 5 or 10%. It's pretty, pretty easy drop. Right. And, uh, you, you know, just you have to, there. you have to kill the rock burrower and then you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which those guys can be a real pain in the ass if you don't have any like, you know, ranged weapons, or uh, because they they do that corrosive stuff that does all that you know will will destroy your weapon and yeah. This like 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 one of this game's like one of this area's rather weird uh, you know twists is that it will just ruin your equipment. Yeah, which it's only a minor inconvenience if you have the repair box, but still, like it it will it will fuck up or run. It'll it'll mess up your life. Yeah, mostly because I I was always I don't pay very much attention to that. Yeah, so yeah, until it yeah. says well, weapon, there's no need to other than when yeah. the game deliberately breaks it, like with acid spells. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this, and also the 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 chaos eaters, right? Um, yeah, and just walking through lava when we eventually start doing that. And before this, the only time I'd really worried about it was gaping dragon, like his corrosive vomit. So wait, walking so. through lava is bad for your boots as well. Yeah. Yeah, it will, huh. will damage your armor. Um, huh. Yeah. So, yeah, the more you know. Um, so either you know, we either go through the capras or you go through uh, you know this rock rock biter rock worm thing, and uh, there's a bonfire there, which like the bonfires are very uh, plentiful here. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, and I'm not sure if that's because of just hey, this is a shrine to the first flame or whatnot. Um, hmm. Or if it's just because it is a it is a shrine to the false first flame, and they have managed to manufacture bonfires because of it, or just for gameplay reasons because they realized there's a lot of bosses. Yeah, yeah, because it's a boss rush. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it is definitely thematically appropriate, like, yeah. given the theme of the area. But yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it is like there are a lot of boss fights, and there's a lot of weird. Like we'll get into the shortcut and stuff in a minute, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Before a lot that, of weird we... stuff going on. The area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before that, so you go down these stairs. There's these uh, these dragon statue things. Um, first time you encounter those things, um, which are pretty, you know, derpy design. Yeah. Like, like, does anyone think these look cool? No, not really. No. <laughs> yeah. No. And they're not even that like dangerous. Like the like the 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 strangest thing about them is just that they have really high uh, magic resist. 
Like yeah. if you if you're going through on sorcery, they're going to make your life hell. But if you're just doing physical attacks and you know to kind of like toro them into a uh, into into their flamethrower kind of thing and then get around to, get around behind them, they're fine. And this yeah. area is just so content to throw like twenty of them at you. Yeah, well, especially right right when you get into Lost Isleth proper, right? Like they're just insane that gauntlet. Yeah, and I don't. They're so uncool looking. I actually, um, I kind of feel bad about saying this, given that we were talking about ceaseless discharge and making those <laughs> jokes already. But they feel kind of turd like to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the entire area, like, just I, I, I love the area aesthetically, and then kind of the macro view, um, you know, in terms of the way it looks. But like when you get up against those textures, it just like the the, the actual textures are not good looking to me. Yeah, like yeah. this is this is the least visually appealing area to me in the game, aside from like the forest outside of you know the crystal cave, right? It's also. Uh, uh, like a huge demand on your system. Like every time I yeah. play here, like my frame rate tanks, like I can't record this area mm-hmm. with fraps. Like uh, it does, you know, it takes my frame rate so much that the game crashes. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, you know, it's not it's a problem really a on the shame. Xbox. Good. Oh, I was just gonna say it's, it's, it's really a shame. These visual problems and the latency problems and all that stuff, because it's, it's a fantastic concept, like aesthetically and like in terms of art direction and stuff, the lava and these, this unusual architecture in the area mm-hmm. and all that. It's very different and very unique. And there are people who kind of complain about the bloominess of the lava being a little bright, but I sort of like that as a I, contrast I love that. To all the darkness you deal with in the second half of the game. And I have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I sing you a question? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm into, you disagree about what? Like I, I'm I'm no. into the lava. Are you not into the lava? I'm into the lava, especially as as a as a construct, which is just kind of like, oh, this is all impossible, uh, you know, impossible and impassable, and then you can get past it. Like just this idea mm-hmm. that this is an area so hostilely overrun, like in a way that is far more tangible than New Londo and the Abyss and blah blah blah. Just kind of like you know, get, getting around this place seems impossible, but you finally have it. Um, like 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 visually. Um, it is a real problem for me because uh, crucial, important things that should stick out, and this is more of a lost Isolith point than a demon, ru- you know, demon ruins uh, yeah. point at this sure. at, the, at this time. But uh, like, like you know, you wouldn't be able. Uh, like, I have trouble even knowing the geometry of the area, finding the bonfire in Lost Isolith because of the contrast issues, because it underlights your character so much, and you know, just like because of like it. it, 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 it offsets the contrast so much that important things in the distance, you know, give way to unimportant things in the foreground. It actually really, really impedes my visibility in a way that is far more obnoxious than even the tomb of giants. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I just kind of like this overwhelming, you know, this idea of just being overwhelming, you know, overwhelmed by this light. Oh yeah. Thematically, I love it. Well, even in play, like I'm kind of into it. Like it's just kind of, you're, you're blinded by this, you know, ridiculously bright, bright flame, you know, this close to this kind of source of, of all that jazz, um, yep. you know, and it definitely like, you know, I get through this area, like, you know, I can't separate myself from, from current me that has it kind of memorized the path to get to that bonfire. Mm-hmm. The first time, like I had a, had a problem with it, but I don't remember it being, I also, you know, could explore it at my leisure because I spent, I don't know, hours killing those fucking <laughs> Bounding demons for no reason <laughs> with a bow and arrow. Yeah, because I was crazy. Um, so I, I just kind of explored at my leisure. But yeah, that's that's never really affected me too much. Right. Um, I don't think you're wrong. Like I think that that's probably 
you know, a thing, but as a kind of a dickhead, you know, almost intentional interface fuck up. And I would, I think there is, pardon my, uh, my expression here, but I think maybe the truth is in the middle here a little bit, guys. <laughs> but, you know. South Park fallacy. <laughs> no, like I think really mm. like it's a fantastic concept that is maybe not perfectly executed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy like it. I, I think I think in terms of like like, like theme, the lava is much less interesting than, than the uh, than the plant overgrowth. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, like the two commingling is awesome. But uh, I would rather they have gone further with that than the lava. I would have been cool with the plant overgrowth as well. Yeah. But same same thing. It's kind of the same thing with the crystal uh, with Duke's archives, where like I wanted to just explore this whole corrupted yeah. library, and it didn't really happen. Yeah. Like. Uh, Mm-hmm. The, There's so sort of a sense that the soul that the whole second half of the game was kind of an afterthought after Anna Orlando, like that they sort of had to finish up quicker or something like that. There's definitely less care yeah. in it, and I and I find like in my playthroughs, like I I still like playing after Anna Orlando, but I will it's you know less so. Like when I start a new guy, I'm like excited to figure out how I'm going to tackle the challenges with him for the first half, and the second half it gets a little bit less fun. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is much more it is much more enjoyable on a cerebral level than actually going through and pushing the sticks. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we haven't even talked about the. Real, we said like, oh, they don't they 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 don't reuse bosses and stuff, but they like straight oh, yeah. up do. They well, straight before up you, <laughs> before you, uh, well, I didn't I didn't say they never do. I said they don't <laughs> often do it because okay. we talked about uh, uh, in the last episode. Um, oh yeah, the crystal, the crystal butterflies. Yeah. 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 Um, the uh, but before you get to that, you can go down um, to your left. There's that trap area with the uh, large flame ember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can get that so early in the game. Right. You can get that as soon. You can get that right from Firelink, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. You know the uh, so if it, it's one of those weird kind of the most powerful weapon you can get early on would probably right. be that or the plus five, and you can actually get that plus five uh, that or that chaos ember without the ring. It's difficult, but you can definitely yeah. do it using kind of mm-hmm. iframes. Um, so this yeah. is a weird. You know, I definitely ran down here really early for my uh, soul level one character. Yeah, it's the key. Com- it's the key component to that. Yeah, but then you get to the, the reusing the. <laughs> oh, uh, the so boss. you're dictating the pace now. Look at me, I'm Gary Butterfield. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to dictate the pace, Cole. <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry. I'm, I'm just being funny. Um, not really, but kind of. Uh, yeah, but no, you get to the demon fire sage, which is the asylum, the asylum demon under any other name. Yeah, with a kind of a, a harder arena, like with no cover but impediments to your moving around. Yeah, and, yeah. So this is this is the first time that the plants really like bugged me. So when I said that this area had fucked up Geo, like that's what I mean. Just kind of like, hey, here's this area that looks like you can kind of like walk over it, but nope, it's an invisible wall. Fuck you, you can't dodge <laughs> that. You're dead. Try again. You don't get the steak knives. Yeah, and and sometimes you walk into a to a branch and it just breaks. Right. And sometimes it doesn't, and there's really no you know it's not clear what the exact breaking point is. Right. Yeah. So like there, there there's not a whole lot different about him. He's a little bit e- like to me he's a little bit easier than the uh, than the stray demon uh, just because. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I'm not sure it might be a numerical thing. He might actually have less health or deal less damage. Yeah, I, I, his his butt bounce attack doesn't do the uh, doesn't do the uh, area of effect, which is mm. which is nice. His area of effect has a really really long lead up, which you can actually like you know you you have a fair amount of time to get away. 
He does the um, that diving overhead smash is a new thing yeah. for him though, and that you have to dodge that so late. Yeah. Like you know, that's the that when I die to this guy, that's what happens is me remembering how late I have to dodge that. Yeah. Um, and he does he doesn't do uh, fire damage. He does yeah. magic damage. Yeah, just like the stray demon, he does he does yep. magic, magic damage. So it actually behooves you to uh, to just put on the gold hemmed set and uh, and then just double hand whatever you have um, and dodge what you can. I think it's more problematic that he doesn't do fire damage because his name is the Demon Fire Sage. Yeah, it says yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, like like cosmetically he does fire damage. Yeah, like yeah. That, that was my that was my big problem with the Stray Demon, honestly. Which is like I've got the I've got the fucking Black Knight set on. What, what what's the problem? Well, no, <laughs> yeah. actually, you know, here's the thing. It's like it feels like a huge oversight. In, in, yeah. in a game where everything feels intentional. I'm not sure why their special attacks don't do fire. There's no reason yeah. to do magic damage, like right. thematically or mechanically. Right. Yeah. He's, he's a magician. Like, when you kill him, you get the uh, Izalith Catalyst. Right. Like, the weird... Or the Demon Catalyst. This is when you're... This is the point in the game also where you're collecting all these catalysts that you'll never use. Yeah, right. These because these, uh, these weird stepchild catalysts. Yeah. That are they're good, you know, for a couple... Just like a couple very specific intelligent, you know, intelligent it's scores. It's one of the the melee ones, isn't it? Where it has like a strength requirement and it may, and it has a pretty good physical attack, like baked into it or something. I've never used it. Yeah, I don't know. Neither have I. <laughs> like, Fair I, yeah. I just know that it's like it doesn't uh, scale well with magic. Like, I guess it might be a little bit like the uh, uh, tin banishment, right? Has the yeah. melee stab. And there, there's one from the DLC that's like that. Is like if you use. Manus's soul to make a catalyst. I think that catalyst has a similar kind of like you can uh, use. Yeah, it. that has a really good melee attack, but I mean, really yeah. good then, in, in relative terms. But then you're not getting pursuers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, you only want that if you're doing PvP. I but. think the melee catalysts in general are kind of a mistake. Kind of an item that you're never really gonna like. I could never find an excuse to use them because if I was playing a sorcerer character then you have the magic weapon spells and you can buff a real weapon and do more damage than you would do smacking somebody with you know one of the 10 catalysts or something yeah, and they have lousy move sets yeah like uh yeah yeah um agreed um if you don't have your your fill of bonfires at this point like <laughs> after you finish this you you can go up and get to the shortcut back to the fair lady uh-huh. and get a bonfire or go down and go right to the next bonfire <laughs> like maybe you know this is definitely the shortest space between bosses yeah and like yeah this uh, the, the, this got all of the bonfires that uh, New Londo didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just got they got their shipment. That they're bogarting like the action. Water chips and Fallout. Like <laughs> this is the vault that got the the big shipment. Um, but I mean that's the stairwell area is really bland with just the the flamey yeah. butt guys. It's dumb. Um, I'm glad that that shortcut exists though because I was I knew that was an elevator. The one that's like right behind, and I kept kept trying to activate it and couldn't figure out like why it wouldn't uh, yeah. go. Yeah, did the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, trying to I, trying to get down. I can't to find a out. shortcut back from the bottom of Blight Town because <laughs> yep. the last thing I wanted to do was go back up. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, so here, here's what I can't figure out: all the other elevators, they kind of like they they maintain their state. However, when you get to this elevator at the uh, you know in in the demon ruins, it's still at the bottom, even though it's uh, it, it, you know when you last saw it, it was up in you know Quillog's domain. Yeah, yeah. So that bugs me a lot, actually. Yeah. That you don't have to pull a lever to summon it, but it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's chaos. Yeah, it's chaos oh. magic. 
they they only stopped to consider whether they could, <laughs> they not whether they should. They should. Um, Every time you step on the elevator, it gives the Joker spiel from the Dark Knight. Yeah. Some men just want to watch the world <laughs> yeah. burn, quite literally, yeah. in these ruins. Yeah. <laughs> Let me draw you a diagram. <laughs> so when you, you get down, you go down, and you get that second, you know, I was just there. I was like, well, fuck, another fog wall. And uh, if you've been following Solaire's quest up until this point, um, his, he has a summon sign before that. Right. And this is one of my, like, one, I, I hate uh, this boss fight. Right. Like, uh, the I, I, I hate Centipede Demon. It might be my least favorite boss fight in the game, including Bed of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a really hard time with this, and it's really frustrating for me. So I enjoy having Solaire there. So he can, for the most part, just set himself on fire. <laughs> which is like, like, how, he, how he handles this this thing but he distracts him long enough for me to to kill him generally yeah like so much of this fight depends on like getting the centipede demon into an advantageous area of the of of the arena of which there's only one right and like you have to go through a lot of lava to get to it yeah and and if you can't really get him to follow you then you just kind of end up rolling back and forth avoiding his arm (laughs) until he decides to kill you or or he shoots fireballs sometimes and it's really i don't i saw it for the first time when i did like the let's play of it but he'll throw fireballs at you or sometimes he'll pick you up and then gnaw on you for a bit leave you with half health and then drop you into the lava to die yeah (laughs) making making your bloodstain irretrievable have fun i yeah, I, I hate this boss. Like, I, I hate how he looks. Yeah, like, I don't. I, I don't think he looks cool. You can't figure out what he looks like. Which is the problem <laughs> that I had. Like, I, like I don't understand centipede. I didn't really get the centipede from his. Vision. Yeah, like his no. appendages are all centipede. Like, for 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 some reason, I was real surprised when I came back to him here recently because like I, I fight him and then I immediately forget what he looks like. I think that he actually is like a gigantic centipede, like the rock borer demons, or he's the uh, he's the mama from which all of those spawn. But he's like just he he is human. But he has centipede arms. He, well, he's like a, he's like a, yeah he's like a, a centipede with centipedes for arms, and then two kind of like you know tyrannosaurus legs, right? And then a centipede for a tail and a centipede for a face. Like, <laughs> I, I like I like the design in a nameless horror kind of way. Like they, uh-huh. like he is covered with all these greedy, grasping little uh, uh, you know like armlets, you know yeah. the, 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 that are feeding you know f- feeding you into his various maws. Like that's horrifying and scary, and like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really that scared of spiders, but centipedes, fuck that. Like, yeah. if, if you have, if you have more, if you have a leg, if you have a number of legs that is not expressible in base two, then I have no use for you. You, you ever run into those centipedes, like those centipedes with the day long leg legs? Oh, oh house, house centipedes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you but have like to. The- you leave those alive because they eat other bugs. Yeah, yeah, see, my you parents' house was infested with those, and I found them, you know, I figured that out. I did some research because I was yeah. curious about what they were, and I was like, oh, so these are harmless. These eat other bugs, and it didn't make me any more comfortable having them around. It was kind of yeah. weird. No, no, like, you know, there's a, there's a uh, fragile detente that is, uh, that, you know, that's established. Yeah. Like, if you, like, wander into my area, I'm sorry. I'm going to get out the tissue and then flush you down the toilet. Um, but uh, but no, just kind of like if you see one like up in a corner, you probably shouldn't kill it. I just yeah, I mean I, I agree. But there, if we're not killing bugs because they're <laughs> harmless, so let's establish that that's what we're doing. Because like most bugs are harmless, right? Just, right. I just don't want them on me. No, this like, one's it, beneficial. Oh yeah, you don't want one like yeah. crawling in your mouth when you're asleep. But or, like, yeah, food or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah my no. nose and my you know in like, my shoe when I put it on. Like I don't need any of that. Like I said, fragile, <laughs> fragile detente. Okay. Yeah. 
Like if it's yeah. if it's in my bathtub, I'm gonna I'm gonna wash you down the drain. So yeah, I'm, you're gonna go on a wet adventure. <laughs> you're gonna become a wet pet. You know, I used to pay a lot of money to go on water slides before I got terrified <laughs> of the water. <laughs> that filthy, filthy water. Um, but uh, hmm. yeah, I'm not happy with myself with how often I end up killing bugs. But I just I I don't know. Like one will be out of the corner of my eye on the wall. And then I will turn back to the computer or turn back to my book. And then, like, if I look up and it's moved, it's like, well, you know, well, there's no reason for me not to think this. I'm just going to – it's like the um, – what is it? Like the – Braden mentioned it, those, those angels from Doctor Who from that episode we haven't seen. Like, every time I look up, this thing's closer to me. That, I, can't, I just can't avoid it. Like, I don't – Yeah, yeah. It's just not okay. Like, I feel bad about it, but it's, that's not okay with me. No, no, I can't blame you. Again, fragile detente. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, so, so this guy, he looks like a big idiot. Yeah. And then he also like, you know, his attacks, it's the same, like wind up and throw a big arm kind of thing at you. But he, uh, uh, his like jump up in the air attack where he gets out of your lock on range and lands. Like, I just tend to not know what the fuck's going on during any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's always just kind of on me, you know, writhing around like a. I don't know, man. Centipede demon pisses me off. Yeah. No, I, I don't even bother locking on at this point with him because he just he, he makes a game out of breaking it. And just your yeah. cam- your camera is one of your worst enemies in this. Obviously, your worst enemy is the centipede demon. Yeah, and the lava. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, the lava. But there's this weird twist to it where if you if you cut his tail off, which this entire game has been training you to do, it becomes a separate enemy, which you can kill. And that gives you the orange charred ring, which opens up the rest But it doesn't equip of- it. Well, so, no. so like it doesn't help for the fight, which Again, would be like yeah. Going into my second point, which is this entire area is designed to like make you like you're gonna die, and these are multi-stage boss fights. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that is that's an interesting the, way to look at it. That's the only realistic way to beat the bed of chaos that I've found. Like I've just you know namaste. I've accepted that I'm going to die during the bed of chaos three times: once for the left, once for the right, once trying to get the middle, and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> So then does that mean that the theme of this area, uh, going along with your notion of, of giving each area a theme, is from software is terrible and they're bastards and they want you to suffer? <laughs> Life is yeah. suffering. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, the Demon Ruins Lost Isolate is suffering. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- this guy, I mean, there's not there's not too much to say. He's not, like, about something other than fucking up your camera I and like, everything. I like his, uh, I like his intro cutscene. Just yeah, how, me too. how he seems to like come aglow with life at the idea of prey and just he comes unsettled from the ceiling which you couldn't distinguish him from before you could see him before that like have you done that where you can see him dormant yeah yeah um he's yeah he's real close to you too like if you he, can go if you know uh, to that, look for him yeah that platform there that's like real cool and he's just kind of like you know not can't get to you then so he doesn't come to life um but you can't kill him in advance like you can do manis right uh but uh, this gives you the best, uh, you know, your, your last entrance into uh, into Lost Isleth and also your um, potentially your last look at the Solaire quest line. Am I the only person who had a hard time finding that door into oh, Lost yeah. Isleth? Well, there's, there's, a there's a thing that obviously looks like a door that is immediately opposite your entrance into this area. Yep. And then there is a, this this weird geometric fold in the left wall <laughs> yep. that is yep. indistinguishable from most angles except for straight on. That, that thing frustrates me. Yeah. You, you're about to go into it. I cut you off. Uh, what is the, you know, so this is one way into Lost Isleth. What's the other, Cole? 
Well, it's it's complicated, Gary. The other way is um, is to uh, is to join the uh, Chaos Servant Covenant, feed the Fair Lady thirty humanity, and have her open up the shortcut that goes from right before the Demon Fire Sage. Uh, into the belly of Lost Isolith, uh, Lost Isolith proper. So you skip most of the lava lake, um, and you kind of like get right into the city with all the chaos eaters and the uh, um, you know de- de- demonic statues. Um, there's a lot of lore significance to this and things that can happen. So let's talk about the canonical way that this can shake out, and then let's go into the exception. Do you agree that that is the proper way to go for it? Yep, but yeah. if we're going, yeah, if we're going into Lost Isolith from uh, the exit from the centipede demon, this happens a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But since it's technically in the demon ruins, we'll talk about it now. Right. So you kind of go in and you find a bonfire, and Solaire is sitting there, and he is despondent. I forget what his actual dialogue is, but uh, it is, you know, why, why, after all this searching, I still cannot find it. And uh, this is his lowest point, not only, you know, physically and geographically, but also uh, emotionally. And it is uh, most likely the last time that you're going to talk to him. He has been seeking out his own personal son. um, And logically, he went as far underground as possible to do that. Well, he tried uh, the highest point. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. So he went he went underground because there's a part when you in Anne Orlando, you can talk to him and he says, uh, you know, where else could it be? Is it in the, the realm of the dead? Is it in Los Isolith? You know, like he mentioned some other places he could check. Right. Because he really thought, he was really banking on Anne Orlando. Right. You know, which makes sense. The city of the sun. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then that sun is fake. Right. You know, like that is, uh, you know, that illusion, yeah. you know, hurts kind of people all over. Which I mean, to me implies that Solaire figured that out. Yeah. Like me figured too. out Gwendolyn's secret. And... Yep. Yep. Me too. Like he, uh, he did not find that he saw through it or, uh, you know, Otherwise figured it out right. and uh, decides to go exploring and ends yeah. up here. And he, or already knew it because he's Gwen's son. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all dancing around. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that is. Um, and, 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 you know, his last hope was also, you know, Gwen's uh, Pantheon's last hope, which was this fake uh, first flame that the Bed of, Achaia, you know, Bed of Chaos, that the Witch of Isolith tried to manufacture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he he wants the sun, and you can come aco- come upon him the canonical way um, from the city of Los Isleth, you know, and you find him, and he is surrounded by these little chaos bug things, yeah, and uh, he's wearing one of them like as a helmet, which is bright, and kind of talks about uh, I have, uh, my very own son. I am the sun. I've done it. Um, because this thing that you wear as a helmet, like apparently, you know, burrows into your brain right. or what have you and drives you crazy. It's a brain slug from Futurama. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and then you have to fight him and it's like the, you know, the most heartbreaking, you know, cause, uh, Sigmeier, who we'll talk about in a little bit also has a really heartbreaking story, but you right. never have to fight Sigmeier. Right. Like you're forced to put this guy down and he's the first friendly face you see in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been helping you through this whole thing. If you, if you've been, you know, summoning him, like. I don't know. This is it's like really like pretty heartbreaking that you have to do this. Yeah. And he's he he's so obviously delusional and he found a false son, but uh like it's it's weird because he seems vaguely happy with it, right? And knowing the alternative, like I feel that this is the canonical end for him. I feel mm-hmm. that it's the more merciful thing to do I, is let him have this happen. I would agree that it is the canonical end and disagree that it is better off. 
Okay. That he's better off that way. So <laughs> <laughs> go into it. Okay. So do you want me to actually explain the the alternative or? Yeah, yeah. We're 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 all we're, we're all off on spoilers. So yeah. Okay. Great. Um. So the alternative to this to putting Solaire down is if you are a member of the Chaos Servant Covenant and turn in 30 humanity or more to the fair lady reaching i i think it's like the second rank or third yeah. rank mm-hmm. yeah um she'll open the shortcut door after the demon fire sage and before the centipede demon mm-hmm. that kind of allows you to bypass the majority of lost isolith right mm-hmm. and go straight into the other side of this hallway which normally requires you to take a very long trip around and if you kill these bugs before solaire does so before he discovers this facehugger sun helmet thing, then he never goes hollow. He never gets possessed by the bug, and you can actually summon him before the last boss fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Against Gwen himself in the in the kiln. Yep, his papa. Who we there? And we'll talk about the you know why we think that as well. Right. But why why does that resonate with you more? Uh, well. It, it partly resonates with me just because I think that's what Solaire really wanted. Like, to an extent, I think that the ending where he links the fire, which the developers, I can't, I don't know where this was confirmed, but it's come up in the Something Awful thread and some other places I've seen repeatedly that the developers confirmed that if you summon Solaire to the final battle, then he goes on to defeat Gwen in his own world and links the flame. And that resonates with me because I think, to an extent, that is exactly what he's been looking for. He kind of becomes the sun if he becomes the first flame and is consumed by it and fulfills what I would imagine, whether he's Gwen's son or not, his purpose to be and the larger purpose of the Sun Bros, which is to keep the Age of Fire alive and keep the bonfires alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, uh, the, the the reason that I feel better about killing him myself is that no matter what his greater purpose is it's possible for it to be wrong <laughs> right it's yeah. just kind of like 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 him right now it is it is you know unjustified depression that he cannot that you know that, that he cannot find his personal son mm-hmm. and it's like I, you know just like it's an act of mercy which is i know better than you you know, because mm-hmm. you don't realize this until you've been through it once or twice. <laughs> that just kind of like, okay, it's either I kill you by my own hand or you suffer for aeons and aeons, um, burning alive, uh, completely aware until you lose all sense of self and attack everybody who comes after you. The, uh, it's when it, an interesting position, too, because it kind of – Solaire is the only other character, if you do this, who basically succeeds at the same task that you do. Like he's essentially the Chosen. Right at that point, yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, and when I when I say that I like it more, like it's more uh, with the information available to you at the time you make the choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like the idea of him kind of being fooled by this kind of creature of, of chaos and everything uh, just kind of wraps up well for me. Whereas the steps you have to take in order to save him don't tie in thematically. Like, why is it? You know, through the chaos subnet coming, okay. that, that happens. Like all of that stuff, like yeah. that, just kind of feels a little bit hinky and gamey to me. So, like as as a narrative arc of him, like searching, you know, and just you know, no no happy endings in Dark Souls, like yeah. him kind of searching for the sun, finding what he considers to be a proximity, you know, or, or approximation of it, and then being kind of, uh, you know, in the end, kind of losing. 
mm-hmm. you know, just kind of that just makes a it's a wrap like a nicer package to me. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think that you're wrong. Like I that, would agree if if it, it definitely feels like them, the thematically uh, appropriate either way. I just I, I'm more satisfied by the one that is much more depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so I I also have a theory, and this is not. Uh, this is kind of in that realm of idle speculation that we so love as fans of this mm-hmm. game. Oh, yeah. Um, as to kind of the way in which this stuff relates, and it's sort of vague, but, you know, sort of a connection between the Chaos Servants and, like, why this works this way, and maybe some angle from which the developer intended for us to discover this option, which is you... The only way to really figure out what the deal with the Chaos Servants and the Fair Lady is is to have the old witch's ring, which I don't know if we've... If has I don't know if that's come up on the show at all. You have to trade with Snuggly with Snuggly to get it if you're Or or take it from the beginning. Yeah. Right. Which nobody I can't imagine yep. very many people did because it doesn't tell you what it does at the beginning. <laughs> Whereas yeah. a lot of other items are like, here's ten bombs or yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> Assuming you make that trade I don't remember what it is. What is it? Is it you, what is it you trade for? I don't you, tra- even, you, the trade mag- the, you trade the sunlight maggot, so it's this weird catch twenty two. So it's almost impossible on your first playthrough to right to have mm-hmm. that. But once you obtain that and kind of figure out what the deal with the chaos servants is, um, you get the impression that the fair lady is this extremely pitiable creature that you would want to aid if you were a sympathetic person that you would want to. Or put out of her misery, if we're, you know, going with that Solaire angle. Right. And I think maybe that is sort of thematically what they were going for, is that a true sun bro <laughs> would be willing to help her out. Even if it meant, you know, breaching their covenant and basically... Right. right. So in the act of helping her out because you figured out that it's a good thing to do, you also incidentally right. open up this shortcut that allows you to save Solaire. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's sort of the proof that your character is someone who, in, instead of just seeing her at first and going, holy shit, this is a monster, and killing her for her firekeeper soul or <laughs> because she looks like Quaylog and you're afraid she's going to attack you, kind of putting this level of faith in somebody else in the game world and being willing to spare someone kind of proves that you have taken Solaire's philosophy or the Sunbro philosophy to heart, I guess. Right. And that's the best I've got for trying to bridge yeah. the between these two bizarre things. That's probably the best I've heard, but it's also like – it's one of those things where I just wish there needs to be a little bit more connecting to the dots yeah. for me. You know, It's such a weird thing. Like at no point uh, – you know, the fact that you have to break the, the, sun, you know, the, the Sunbro Covenant to do it is weird mm-hmm. with that explanation. Um, the fact that like there's nothing to indicate that a shortcut opens like yeah. when you get that. Um, you know, and there's no, uh, once you even go through that shortcut, like at that point, it is like a second time through the game kind of thing. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, it, yeah. like the Dark Ray thing, it's very much something that the majority of people are not even going to have any clue exists the first time yeah. in the yeah. game. Yeah. So which is the true thing? The one that everybody sees or the one that if you work, you can circumvent it? Well, time is timey wimey and Lord and like they're all true. <laughs> no, so, I, 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 I guess yeah. like if, if we're if we're trying to establish some, you know c- c- canonical, I didn't mean to be, uh, you know. It was probably a bad choice of words. Like there yeah. there isn't really like a canon. There's like the more typical, right, right. You know? And and it ends up being like when again like when I I didn't even think it, it's interesting because even though I agree with you, Cole, that like I like uh, 
you know, having Solaire die there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of it as something like I'm sparing him from becoming the, the flame. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking of it as like it made sense for his story arc. Right. You know, so like there's kind of just different different takes you can have on it. I didn't even I considered an act of mercy because he's clearly suffering in the moment. It's not it's, because I wanted to prevent him from his ultimate fate. It's almost like a no country for old men kind of thing where you spend the entire you spend the entire game thinking like this is all mounting to a head. And then he, for all intents and purposes, dies off screen. Yeah. Mm. You know, that to me is part of why I'm not part of why the the bug ending where you kill Solaire is kind of unsatisfying to me is I feel like that's like I understand that people dying unceremoniously and kind of succumbing to their little obsessions is is a major point of the game mm-hmm. but it feels very anticlimactic to me as compared to taking him into the fight with Gwen right right mm-hmm. it feels it, it's unsatisfying from like a readerly and writerly perspective right yeah I don't know man I, I think that the fight with Gwen also for for me to think that the fight with Gwen made more of a sense like I would need something in game to indicate that he does light the flame or like some dialogue at the end or, or just something other than him kind of being purely mechanical you know, at that point, like if you, when you save him, he's still depressed as shit. Right. Like it doesn't, you know, it, he's not, there's nothing in game that indicates an uptick, um, for him. So it's like, I understand, like we spend a lot of time with stuff that's off game anyway. So I'm not just saying that, you know, things in, like I, we're taking information from out of game all the time, but I think that's what ends up making the difference for me. Where yeah. do you, where do you, I forget, where do you see him if you, if you kill the bugs? It, outs, is it outside of the, the area? It's either outside or back where, uh, right in front of the centipede demon. He ends up, I think he ends up being right about in the same place that he normally is when he goes insane. And he's just chilling oh, yeah? there still. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. His dialogue is a little different and he never finds the, the maggot, so he never becomes hostile. Right. He's a sad man. Yeah, sad he man. just stands there moping forever. <laughs> he's and a that's te- the decision that I made. <laughs> he's a tear smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sad man, tear smith. Sadman tears. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And, yeah. and the design, the game is designed. Like if you end up taking the more typical way and end up killing him, the game wants you to feel bad about it. Like when you read his, uh, item descriptions, you know, it's like, this guy was such a great warrior. You think that maybe his equipment is magical, but really that was just his skill and perseverance and stuff. Yeah. Um, let's talk about why we think he's Gwyn's son. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, there there's a lot of weird stuff going on with Gwen's firstborn son in that there's all this evidence in the game that this character is a person who exists who should be somewhere and just isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you find the ring of the son's firstborn, which is like his ring inside Gwen's tomb. And there are statues of Guinevere and Gwendolyn and not one of him. And there's actually an empty pedestal where a statue would be somewhere in Anne Orlando, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. And in, there's something – or go ahead. In the Sunlight Shrine, there is uh, an image of a woman holding an infant child who is raising aloft the Sunlight Straight Sword. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the best piece of evidence that mm-hmm. I've seen or the strongest piece. Yeah. Um, and there's something – I can't remember exactly which item description talks about it. I try to bring uh, the son's firstborn. Yeah. Lord, it talks Lord, about – Lord Gwyn's firstborn who inherited the sunlight once wore this ancient ring. Lord Gwyn's firstborn was a god of war, uh, but his foolishness led to a loss, of, uh, a loss of the annals and rescinding of his deific status. Today, even his name is unknown. Yeah. yeah. 
which sets up like reading that you're like oh so this is a thing that's going to be in the game <laughs> this is a character i'm going to run into somewhere it's got to be one of these weird people i've met yeah yeah, yeah. and it's not going to be the crestfallen warrior it's laurentius no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right that sounds good then <laughs> I'm, gonna well. go, I'm gonna go all over in the blight town i might <laughs> oh my god oh, oh, i have problems with me tenses i did um the uh uh yeah so i mean I, i'm pretty sure that that screams solaire to me yeah mm-hmm. um the competing theory that i've read is that uh it was originally intended to be oscar of astora right. um because of something in the art books that showed him playing a bigger role in getting you into areas in Anor orlando right like there's all this concept art of him like moving aside secret passages in Anne Orlando for you. Yeah, and, and, and not I Oscar. Heard... I'm sorry, Andre. Did I say Oscar? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no yeah. Uh, that's actually who I was going to suggest. Yeah, yeah I, I meant Andre, not Oscar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's also the other thing about Andre is that you kind of covered this earlier talking about Andre on a couple other episodes, but he's very unusual. Like he looks unusual. He has an unusual model. Um, he's larger than a human being should be mm-hmm. in the world of Dark Souls. And it sort of gives the impression that he that there's a story that we're not getting with Andre. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean yeah. there there was and it was cut out probably. Yeah. So right. the, the the weird thing about Oscar is that like, you know, in lieu of what his storyline would have been, which is your kind of constant companion slash rival slash person that you keep seeing over and over again, like mm-hmm. Solaire became that in this where he like he was continuing a pace with you in a way that like Sigmeyer didn't yeah 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 and they kind of it, it's almost like Solaire sort of replaced what they were going to do with Oscar but not really <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, there's very little actual like dialogue or anything to support the the second half of his quest and mm-hmm. there's absolutely no dialogue in the kill of the first flame with him or anything right yeah so they kind of took some ideas from it and kind of yeah. cobbled together what it would be and left just enough spaces for us to put in things and connective tissue. Again, like Jurassic Park, where we don't have all of the DNA and we can use frog DNA, we find, <laughs> in order to complete, frog complete layer. the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, all, I mean, that's, all of the secrets are in frog fractions, Gary. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> when they finally get the, the final version of that game, it'll tell us who Solaire is. And All you have to do is so, swim down. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, no, that is, that is the thing. But they talk about um, – it's like an early version. Like on the, the site, it says like this is not, not a complete version. Yeah. So I got the impression they were going to – yeah, they were going to add more to it or change it or polish it. You can not make- that I necessarily think they need to, but – yeah. You can make more pornography in the full version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've extended that mini game. For, for the watch out for Fireball's Kickstarter, I really hope somebody makes us play that. I, hope um, so I think Braden was threatening to. Um, <laughs> make us. Yeah. I will gladly yeah. accept an excuse to play Frog yeah. Fractions again. Yeah, man. Frog Fractions. Um, so let's go. So that's that's Solaire. Um, if anybody who's listening has any theories that are wildly, wildly different than our own, uh, please let us know. Right. And we'll read them during the next episode. Um, until then, though, let's now imagine we had gone through the exit of the Centipede Demons yes. lair. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat again. That's audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat for your free audiobook. Oh, and also check out duckfeed.tv slash kickstarter to back our project to do a live show at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. 
Well, it's interesting that you asked that, Gary, because if you do go through door number one, uh, you end up in Lost Isolith, uh, not proper, but the outskirts. Uh, the outskirts mm-hmm. being a gigantic lake of lava. That's the yep. bad part of town. <laughs> yeah, it's the other <laughs> side of the tracks. In, in a whole game full of bad parts of town. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. So there's not a single town in this game I'd want to live in. That just occurred to me. The entire game is just towns, and yeah, they're all yeah. some of those places that were far off in the distance. And Anna Orlando didn't look half bad, but yeah, <laughs> there's probably some doors there. There's a couple like uh, weird, you know, doors to areas in the Undead Burg where like nobody can, you know, no hollows kick it up there. Mm. You can get in there and clear yourself out a nice little, nice yeah. little living. So this is one of those weird kind of places where I feel like I need to make this statement, like. Not every area in this game feels like it was livable or uh, traversable or part of a society, but like it was more, uh, you know, transparently so before. This doesn't feel like it was anything except a video game lava level to me. Like, the lead like, up like, does. like, like, like demon, Ru- demon, demon ruins and this. Like Lost Isolith proper feels like like this weird temple, but it feels like a temple in the in the same way that like a Zelda dungeon would be a temple. Oh, you you mean the, you're not just talking about the lava outskirts, right? Right. Like I just I can't imagine any of this being a place. So 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 the idea is that this was a city that was you know that that was that was filled with the followers of the of of the Witch of Isolith, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't see any of this being a place that anybody you know could have possibly lived before, even with the structures that are like sticking out. You know, before you know, yeah. so, so, so sticking out from it, right? Like I was, even I was say, to an extent, it's hard to tell because it's. You know, all covered in lava. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I imagine I mean, that does something to the property values, but yeah. But even the <laughs> demon ruins, right? Demon ruins of what? Yes, they are yeah. ruins, but serving what purpose? Like for yeah. most other places in the in the game, except for Sens, you could tell what this, like, what the purpose of this place was. Whereas this doesn't feel like it had a purpose at all. The yeah, I, I mean, I mostly agree with you. I think that once you get to like Isleth proper, like I will buy that that is a. You know, at one point, like it kind of looks to me like a like a Mayan architecture, yep. kind of thing. Like it looks like you know ziggurats that I have seen, mm-hmm. um, and you don't get to see. Yes, exactly. In my yeah, in my travails. Exactly. Yeah, go to ziggurat.tumblr.butterfield.com and that and check out my ziggurat. Dot or, au yeah. slash biz. <laughs> yeah. There is a um, forward slash double click. In that uh, that design works book that I was talking about, that translation um, when they address the area. Miyazaki kind of talks about how they wanted to give it what he describes as an oriental feel. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture. I'm not sure if that picture was in the design works book or the people who translated added this picture, but it's a photograph of Angkor Wat. Mm. And it is almost like it looks like part of Lost Eyes with like in the same sense that there are, you know, specific architectural references for yeah, I, like, like Orlando and stuff. It, it feels like somebody looked at that photograph, even to the extent that plants have overgrown it. I'll put that up, and you guys can put that in the show notes or something. Yeah, like that yeah. I'm surprised I, I, I didn't catch that. Actually, the Anchor Watt reference. That's the part that I get. The part that I agree with you about Cole is that there's <laughs> nothing other than just kind of walls. Like the part that seems video game level to me is that all of these structures are empty. There's no place. Like, where do you sit down here? You know, like where do you like do do anything other than to stand in a room? You know, that's the part that I think, because when you when you're exploring like uh, the the undead burg, like these houses are full of stuff and then the game gets less. You know, if you, you look at an apartment in the undead burg, it looks like an apartment. 
And then the game gets to Sen's Fortress where it's just copy-paste statues and you get to uh, uh, the Duke's Archives where it's like just mountains and mountains of astrolabes. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this one, there's nothing. And that's right. the part where, I, where it doesn't feel livable to me, even though like how I kind of justify that in my head is that we're not seeing all of it and this is just not the residential area of it. Like this is a temple. We don't know exactly what was in where the bed of chaos was. You know, essentially, that's the, probably the epicenter right. of uh, you know religious uh, focus here, since that's was, where they did the ritual. It was her lab, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that it looks it looks a lot like a like kind of like a ziggurat or like that to me. Um, yeah. That's one of the things I can say that's kind of you know I think is kind of strong about this area um, is I, I kind of like and it doesn't look like anywhere else in the game. Like it doesn't have a an analog here or in uh, Demon Souls. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get and, a credit and that's for something that I really well. enjoy because I feel like fantasy games oftentimes. You either get like pre-Renaissance Europe or feudal Japan, and those are the two aesthetics you're allowed to <laughs> yeah. have in your fantasy RPG, and that's it. Don't forget Steam Cyberpunk, Steam Cyber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Punk, or, punk, yeah. Punk's both Steam and Cyber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but the world is like full of these fascinating people with unique architecture, and none of that ends up showing up in games in yeah. most of the time. Yeah, yeah. but like and we the, could we can agree that the geometry of this is is, is frightful. Right, like you can't get a good look at the skybox if it is a skybox. This is this is a massive, gigantic area where what you're looking up at could ostensibly ostensibly be the sky, but you're in this cavern where like that sphere that you can see from the outside, just like it's it, it's really really hard, at least for me personally, to wrap my head around like what's going on aside from mm. like what's right in front of me. Yeah, and, or even if it exists anymore in like logical space, like right. given the theme of the area and the yeah. chaos thing, and 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 even what you can see, like what you can see, is really bland and boring. Like where I, I think architecturally and everything, this makes sense. And once you get into Isleth proper, I kind of like it. This area, this lead-up area with the two kind of temple towers and just the area outside the wall, like this just seems haphazard to me. Mm-hmm. Like this is the part yeah. where the architecture seems poorly plotted. And just not very intentional. Like I wonder what's under the lava, but it could couldn't be anything other than like roads because you can you know you're not uh, waist deep or anything like that. So it's not there's not more depth to it. It's just kind of two random temples that are just empty rooms that are spaced kind of randomly apart. And then you run into this area with these uh, bounding demons, which are not like you don't really fight them. They're not fun to fight. They look they they are like disembodied you know rear at like rears like they they are they're you know, they're not very cool. Like, I did not like this this area from any real standpoint. I always um, wonder if they were even intentionally designed that way or if they were like, we're out of time. We just need to put the undead dragon's something. ass. I, yeah. Yeah. I, will, I will let my bumper sticker speak for me. Demon butts drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's really your bumper sticker. <laughs> like, give, <laughs> give me a Sharpie in five minutes and it can be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the uh, and I guess like in the early like pre patch these things were incredibly aggressive, and getting past this this front front area was like a crazy gauntlet. Oh, it was a fucking nightmare. They were they were dragoons, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That that's my understanding. But it's the same way, anything that jumps really high in this game, because of the kind of lock on feature and because of your awareness of where you're at, mm-hmm. things that jump up in the air are not. It's really difficult to see where they're at in relation to yourself while moving forward, because of how the camera is. So that's a bad decision, I think. So the way that I have always killed these guys, and I don't know, I've actually not seen a lot of people mention this before, I guess because a lot of people either skip them or take the shortcut or try their best to avoid 
coming here at all, <laughs> um, <laughs> is they're one of the few enemies in the game that deals damage to each other. Right. Yeah. Yep. And you can, like, if you get yourself in a position, like if you go inside of one of these small, like, little hut-like areas, or if you're, like, on top of the ramp where you're too high for them to get, and they kind of get to you and are trying to jump at you and are jumping in place, they'll stomp on each other and kill each other, and then you end up having, like, one of them that has half-life left. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly, the first time I went through here, I killed all of them. With, with a bow and arrow and got them to, you know, come up to me and then kill each yeah. other. Because yeah. I thought, I couldn't accept that there was just nothing out there. Yeah. Like, I thought for sure there would be some kind of cool shit if I walked, you know, to the edge of this lava. Like, there'd be, like, you know, yeah. stairs that went down or something neat. And there there's nothing. There's some soul items. There's, like, not even yeah. any treasure. It's all souls. Yeah, there's some soul items and maybe a humanity. Right. Yeah. It, it's a big field of garbage. Like it is, you know, the, it's a terrible reward for exploration, like where there's just nothing there. You right. know, it looks like there has to be something there's not. There's a bonfire hidden down here. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I was I was exploring from there. You're right, though. Like, so if you do and this is a really handy bonfire, if you're not taking the shortcut. I think there um, are a lot of people that don't actually know this exists, too. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot about this area that people don't know exist. Like, I didn't know about the the, the shortcut from uh, for, from Quilogs to Demons until like very very recently. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't as intuitive as Gary and uh, in, in noticing that it was uh, that it was an elevator when I was first there. Like, so I I ended up going the long way around a bunch of times. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's going to be a you know not going to engender any affection, right? <laughs> On, on your behalf and once you and, go ahead. it just like I, i've spent of all of the ending areas i've spent the least amount of time in here yeah i've got it down to a real like science getting through this area yeah. like the first like because you have to because you're going to die on the boss like almost guaranteed several right. times right. so you this this area is designed to make you memorize the quickest way to get through it mm-hmm. um, and enjoy it the least yeah. um I, I only really explored it the first time i was there and then for recording uh, for this time, um, you know, so the other thing, it's just that copy, like I've read this as applied to here, but just that kind of copy paste enemy thing. Like there's really nothing to this, to those dragon butts. There's really nothing. There's not an idea to the, those encounters. And when you get into the city proper, uh, which I kind of like, you're walking through these like root systems to bypass the city wall. Right. You know, like that's, that's pretty cool. But then when you get down there and there are all those little like uh flamey dragon statues, <laughs> there's no design to them. There's just like, right. here's 24 of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you handle 24 really easy things? <laughs> it's not like you're going to fall for the trick of thinking they're statues at this point after no. yeah. killing Even though the statue ones do breathe and hover, which yeah. I think is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is neat. And that kind of – like the first time you notice that, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a reversal of that idea. It's like, yeah. oh, I expect it's, all these to come to life. Why isn't this one moving? There's something It's like if you got to, the, got to the end of Pokemon and the challenge was to fight like 20 Rattatas in a row, like one at a time. <laughs> You know, it's like this is this is easy but boring. Except you know? I would have really, really liked that. If you ever had this game, back. Out? not again. Yeah, yeah Zubak's back. Um, <laughs> back again. <laughs> you brought friends. Um, <laughs> Why can't rap be more like that? Let's, come on, guys. Let's make some children's there, rap about. Pokemon. There is the poker rap, Gary. Yeah, 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 that is. Yeah. That is a thing that exists. <laughs> that is extant. So. Yeah. It's, it's just naming enemies. Like, it's just, there's no rap to it. It's just, here are some words. Um, you qualify Pokemon as your enemies. That, that's <laughs> I guess you know, that is. You know, you know what? I, enemies are just friends I haven't, you know, beat into submission yet. Yeah, I haven't trained to fight for my 
you know, well, Pokemon are weird, right? Because there's yeah. there's so many of them that are clearly sentient and human. Like having a Mister Mime is really strange to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like Jinx is just owning slaves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jinx is essentially just like your own personal like Pokeball minstrel show, <laughs> and then Mister Mime is just like as if I just took you, Cole Ross, and like hid you in a cage and made you fight <laughs> for my own amusement. I imagine like that just ends up with him just like. You know, he can't talk because he's a mime, but if you, you know, it's a real I have no mouth situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am a mime, but I must scream. People of that profession have been mistaken for Pokemon in this world and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't communicate their yeah. dissatisfaction. Yeah, they're so sad. Um, but this, this area with the, the dragon statues, I hate this, this run up here. And you can get kind of past it, like weaving and dodging eventually. Yeah. But. It's real I, dumb. Like the 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 final run up, I just don't kill anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I oftentimes don't either. Like the first time I go through, like I said, the first time I went through, I did stuff, and I'll do Sigmire stuff. But uh, these uh, these Chaos Eaters are one of my favorite enemies in the game. So oh that's yeah, here. by design, they they they, they are as Lovecraft, Lovecraftian yeah. as can be. They're elder yeah. things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they're they're essentially you know it's at the mountains of madness and this shit. Yeah. And they make that like noise when you, <laughs> they do, when you, you walk by them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're big conical like mouths of ringed that like they're 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 walking sarlacc pits. Yeah, kind of got a yeah, vacuum cleaner vibe going with those little yeah sucker things <laughs> with, with with the with the accordion legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, these I, things are great. Like, yeah. I love these things. Yeah. Like I can forgive them for like destroying all of my equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would forgive them too. Yeah. Um, I want one like a tiny one as a familiar. Um, <laughs> well, you have a Solaire statue. Why hasn't somebody made a Chaos Eater plushie? Oh, because there are only five of them in the fucking game. Yeah, yeah, and it would be. I, I mean, I don't. I want them to make it. I'd, I'd buy it. Yeah, that's what they um, need to add to Dark Souls too. Now that you you mentioned this pet thing, they're going to be charging people five dollars a piece for cosmetic <laughs> oh, yeah. pets. <laughs> and like, you get codes for them at Blizz, at BlizzCon, which is real weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's all these Dark Souls. I, I got my little Siege Meyer. <laughs> my <Yeah>. Little Siege. <laughs> uh, I, I would buy all those things. Um, I, I yeah. probably wouldn't do the virtual pets, but if they were actual like little stuffed animals, like I would love a stuffed yeah. Siegmeier. Like I, I find myself doing Google searches for Dark Souls merch, like just like just to see, and nothing ever shows up. Like all that I have is the poster that you Gary got me, and then the wall scroll that Dennis got me. It's like mm-hmm. the, like the, the, that is the only physical evidence that people will find. You know, when I unceremoniously die in this apartment, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, you must really like Dark Souls. Well, no, actually not. There were just two posters. Okay, let's, <laughs> he let's only really up. liked it. Yeah, <laughs> um, so so this area is you know you, it's kind of like three major encounters here right. that happen. Um, you run into uh, the only non-mutated or the second non-mutated daughter of chaos here. Right. Who is uh, dressed in the gold hen robes and uh, does chaos pyromancy like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. And she's, you know, she's protecting her mother slash bed of chaos. Um, <laughs> and the real hard thing is that if you get up here human, this is also where Kirk invades yeah. and you can fight both of them at the same time pretty easily they kind of team up and then and like yeah neither of them is especially difficult but it's it's yeah. definitely an extra wrinkle to fighting her if you have yeah. kirk invading at the same time yeah. right at the same time and stuff yeah um so you get you get your next uh uh catalyst your isolith catalyst that you don't want at this point um and then kirk you know so we we talked about him um but this is where you kill him and this this is what triggers his armor to appear outside of the uh the fair lady 
Right. And you kind of see that relationship underlined. Um, you can also head off to your right and do that Solaire encounter, um, which is which is guarded by the toughest Titanite demon oh, in the game. Yeah. Like in the most difficult arena. With that the is most, the worst uh, normal enemy in the game, in, 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 yeah. in my esteemed opinion, that guy is. Yeah. He and he he used he uh, he respawns. So if you need Titanite Demon Titanite, this is your source. This is the place yeah. to farm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and he's he's a real pain in the ass. And if you're um, running the, from the shortcut bonfire back to the boss fight, which is a thing I have done a, a great many times, he is between yeah. you and the boss fight every time, and you kind of get into a habit of running away from him. Yeah, yeah. I just thought about it. that's probably why he respawns right. is to make that that run up, you know, not trivial. But you really just run um, by him. I mean, like, I yeah. just ignore him. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to that Solaire business we were talking about, um, you want to pick up a sunlight, sunlight maggot for the next area right. that we're going to. Because yeah. despite so you, the fact that, like, you know, you've seen what they do, <laughs> you're still going to wear one for a yeah. couple hours. You're still, you're, you're still going to voluntarily put one on your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the big uh, thing here is this area to the left, this kind of temple to the left, and uh, they're wrapping up the Sigmire quest line. Yeah, yeah, you're going over there because you see uh, you see a glowing white soul item. I'll figure out grab that. Oh shit, the floor broke. I am in a hopeless situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you 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 fall down. This area kind of has a two like it's a an area with these kind of pools down at the bottom, and there's a lip around it. Um, and if you've been following Sigmire's quest line, he is standing outside the the top of it now. And this is also like one of these like really narratively satisfying things to me. Like this idea that. You know, there's been hints of it up at this point, but this is the first point in which it kind of underlines, like, you you know, what you, the kind of disservice you've been doing to Sigmire by helping him. Right. You know, um, there's a there's a thing, there's a line earlier, I think, in Anne Orlando where he says something like, um, you know, I'm beginning to feel, I'm beginning to get tired of thinking you or something like that. Like, he says something to the effect earlier on. Yeah. But uh, when you when you run up to him, you're over this pit of these chaos eater things, and he immediately just says, you know, okay, I've got a plan. You escape while I take these things on, you know. And before you can stop him, he he will jump down there, right, and start fighting these things, because um, that's what that's he's trying to do. That like this is Sigmire, and he lives for adventure, and this is what he wants to do. Yeah, and you just keep going around like stealing it from him constantly. It's <laughs> kind of a funny expansion to that, an anecdote. The first time I got to this area, I didn't notice him. So I just kind of <laughs> dove in there and fought those things because I was like, I don't know. I guess I was kind of overconfident or whatever. So, so I jump in there mm-hmm. and I fight them and I beat them because they're really not all that mm-hmm. difficult at this point in the game. And so I go back up and they're already dead. And I talk and I see him and I speak to him and he does this whole spiel and he's kind of despondent. <laughs> like, oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out you already escaped. So both yeah. instances. <laughs> That's funny. Both instances that I've gotten to this particular point, uh, the, 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 the first time, I was like, okay, go ahead, do that. And then he died, which, again, mm-hmm. feels like the merciful end to him. Uh, I'm beginning to feel a little bit weird about my ethics in this, but uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's better than him going hollow and his daughter having to kill him. It reduces mm-hmm. the amount of suffering, uh, you know, like in a general utilitarian sense. <laughs> <laughs> I can justify this all day long, but I will move along. Also- move along. And it's also more merciful than than him living and realizing he's just not cut out to be an adventurer. Too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what makes him go hollow, right? Uh, <laughs> it's him realizing kind of, no, he's ineffectual. His, his quest is really unusual in that he only goes hollow, and you only get the wrap up. Um, 
at the big tree. Oh, God. I forget what that Great Hollow. Yeah. 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 yeah, big tree. You only get the big wrap-up in the Great Hollow yeah. if you save him from the demons, but let his health get low first. Oh, really? It's, it's like yeah. a weird window. If his health is too full, or if you kill them before you speak to him, he just kind of wanders off. Like, he gives you his ring and decides that adventuring isn't for him and, like, hangs up his hat and he's done. Oh, that's funny. And you never see him again. Yeah. yeah so, it's a it's a real specific window, too. I think it's like he has to have less than 50% health for him to, yeah. like, give up. Mm-hmm. Um, if he has more than 50% health, then that's when he goes hollow. Right. Yeah. No, no, that's what I was saying. I think that's backwards. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. He, Opposite. He, he gives up if he doesn't take any damage. And yeah. Yep, yep, he yep. goes yeah. hollow. He ends up going hollow. I got, like, I don't know if he continues his adventure into the Great Hollow or what. Yeah, he, yeah. he does. His daughter says that's where he went off for his okay. next great adventure. Yeah. And then you head down here and you, you actually get that really difficult. Like, this is probably the most difficult quest. To follow, yeah, there, there, there are a lot the of moving short, parts to least. it. <laughs> yeah, because um, you do get a Titanite slab if you do it right, and those are in yeah. a very short supply, especially if you don't have the DLC. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, yeah, yep. the idea of just kind of continuously robbing this guy of his dignity is, uh, <laughs> yep. is really sad. So the second time that I did this, I'm not sure how this pans out, but I'm I'm pretty sure I fucked myself. Um, I jumped down and was like, okay, we're going to do this together, buddy. I'm going to steal her glory, but you know, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, I ended up dying because I forgot to equip the, uh, the rusted iron ring. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I could, <laughs> could, could, couldn't, couldn't dodge. So I, mm. I died and I can only assume that he died as well. So I have, I have yet to see the conclusion to this quest line in person. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the trickiest. It's the trickiest trigger to yeah. get yeah. right. And like, and I've even seen it, knowing how to do it, it's difficult to do. Yeah, and and you know, I've watched it on YouTube, and I feel like I can appreciate it, you know, appreciate it that way. But yeah, yeah. you also get the uh, the large uh, red titanite or the titanite red titanite slab. Yeah, yeah, down here. So this is the re- you know a reason to go here, even if you're not following the quest line. Like if you're doing a fire or chaos weapon, you want that bad boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then are we uh, are we on to the the this thing? <laughs> at long last what everybody's yeah. been waiting for um my favorite message outside the orange soapstone message outside is a uh, weakness chance um <laughs> is, my, is my favorite for this one um yeah the bed of chaos the bed i've of- seen a lot of just the random like despair and things like that that people leave like the one word messages sitting in front of yeah them. Yep. the uh so I like going down this little fun slide that <laughs> worshippers had to go down <laughs> every like, time well, they went here. What was it? The Simpsons uh, Treehouse Treehouse of Horror episode where uh, Burns was Dracula? <laughs> and they, yeah. And they yeah. voluntarily – Again, again, yeah. And the initial – like when you get down here, like before you realize that this is a trick, the mm. bombast of how this looks and the music – Like works for me in a big bad way. I fucking awesome. love it, man. Yeah, that that those first notes of this, like all the kind of like zithers and stuff that are going on uh, during this, like you know, uh, 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 like auto harp kind of <laughs> stuff that like plays during this, like it just sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've heard the first like couple seconds of this so many times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, like, yeah. that it hasn't worn uh, out its welcome as a testament in and of itself. Yeah, it's really it's one of the the winners on the soundtrack for sure. Yeah, 
um, song should be evoking like PTSD, and it's not. So. <laughs> yeah, Charlie yeah. is the trees, man. Hush, hush. Um, <laughs> high five, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, I, I I just I I love this fight. I love this thematically. I love the idea of somebody whose hubris brought them to be this conduit for an elemental force that's so beyond right yep. just like how mutated and how just fucked up this person has become just like mm-hmm. oh man that tickles a deep down part of me mm-hmm. and and her uh, her daughters too well yeah the two yeah other, like, things which is just kind of an interesting nice little bit of like i wouldn't have figured that out on my own if i didn't uh, do the math and have it add up mm-hmm. right but just but just like this as the epicenter yeah yeah yep yeah. very cool and that whole name bed of chaos it's very it is evocative of what it is, which is that, like, this is kind of, you know, a lot of the game is very concerned with darkness and death, and we were kind of talking about that concept of how this area shows you light instead and kind of blinds you with heat and light, and this boss kind of epitomizes that idea of, like, this is a source of life, it's just really fucked up life and terrible <laughs> life that wants to hurt you and wants to destroy everything. The source yeah. of all these demons that have been harrying you this entire time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a real uh, uh, Shebnagaroth kind of thing. Yeah. Like this kind of like horrible fecundity, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the again, fertility, like, and I don't, you know, not to get too much into some kind of terrible gender thing that would get us in trouble, but that there is something there with the notion of that being the female Lord Vessel Bear or Lord oh, yeah. Bear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just like the, the, this, the, this idea of you know both the, both the fire and then also the just like the plant the plant life, Gary Gary Gary's favorite uh, you yeah. know, thing in the entire Oops. world, mm. yeah. <laughs> but just mm. uh, like uh, again going back to what I said earlier, the plant stuff just you know completely overgrown with roots and, and things yep. that you know that, that that in and of itself would be an entirely interesting thing, uh, yep. but uh, that mixed with uh, with the fire, yeah. Very cool. And what we're not talking about during this is what you actually have to do to fight. Because you are probably going to run up to this thing and try to attack it or run up and try to fight it as you would a boss in Dark Souls. <laughs> and in, in fact, it is just kind of a like a you have it in the notes here as a checklist, yep. which is really apt. Like it is a it is a you know, it is a, a for that, kind of a puzzle boss, but puzzle is yeah. the wrong word. Right. right. Um, yeah, it's left, right, center. Do it. So this, yeah, it's it's the execution that's difficult, not figuring out what you have to do. But yeah, yeah, and difficult in a way that like I don't really like that much. Like it involves yeah. like yeah. platforming, which yeah. like in a game without a dedicated jump button, that it's seems to, like a the really off- is, yeah, is really obviously bad. misguided thing. Like, don't make a point where like I'm, it's a, almost you know essential to jump in a game where you for like where jumping almost feels like you know something you were never intended to do. Right, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So I want to make a point. I love that it's the like, like the two oldest daughters who are to her left and right, who have mm-hmm. become kind of the subsidiaries to the bed of darkness, um, yeah. or been bed of chaos rather, uh, mm-hmm. that you have to take out before you can, you know, like attack the witch proper. Yeah. Like um, a bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's real cool. Um, also and this, also, this is, go, go th- this is my inverse, um, Baldur side sword moment. Um, accepting the fact that I know that I'm going to die at least, you know, two, three times when I do this, I have no problem at all with this. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, see, that's. Uh, I, I, it hurts me to hear you say that. So I think this is an appropriate time to point out that on my my original and main character, my primary weapon was the Balder side sword, which I got as a drop <laughs> when I was going through the parish for the first time. So, somebody sent in a picture of a character with two Balder side swords. Like somebody could do a playthrough of dual wielding Balder side sword and just call the character like "fuck Cole." That's an excellent way. Like, yeah. It is excellent. I love it. I love the way it's smooth. I love the way it scales. Um, and and it does absolutely nothing for you here. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you're using here. It's actually probably better to use a, a light weapon um, here. So it's probably a little bit better. But the uh, yeah. the other thing that's awesome about this, other than the two sisters, is like the, the little cut scene you get when you kill one of them is metal as fuck and awesome. Oh, yeah. Like this because turns she grows into the extra, coolest album cover. She grows those, extra flame arms. Oh, yeah. yeah, those yeah. big energy arms look badass as shit. Yeah. Like I love those things. Like when this thing's in full bloom, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. You know, you're just – you're not fighting it. Right. You know? Yeah, and you never really fight it. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're just figuring out a way to bypass it. Um, you- and then that – or go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you get knocked in the holes by it, which is way less satisfying. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, platforming. She sweeps you into the holes. That's part of the holes. problem, is there's yeah. very few boss fights in the game where something will just straight up kill you like that, if you yeah. make a mistake. Yeah, like, yeah. a lot of times things will do more than half your health, but that leaves you with this window where you can try to Estus up, or move out of the way, you know, look for cover or something, whereas this is just, if you screw up this terrible platforming run or whatever, you're just dead, and that's it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um... Yeah, I've only done this in one try or one go once. Uh, my archer guy was able to do it in one go without dying. Holy shit! Um, which is like, which because you can you can kind of cheese it with with arrows. You can shoot at the uh, the side things. Mm, um, yeah, and get through there. the The biggest problem I have with it though is the way that you solve it, where you drop down to that little you know root platform. Right, yeah. seems really non intuitive to me. Yeah. Like somebody spoiled it for me because I banged my head up against it enough. But like. That just seems really not intuitive to me. And that first, when, when the floor in front of it first collapses, which only happens after you break the second one and you approach it, that feels like one of those big, like, fuck you, gotcha moments in the game where it's like, there's no way. Yep. Like, you're not anticipating that. It's going to happen to you and it's probably going to kill you the first time it happens. Yep. Until, yeah, exactly. Until you, you kind of trial and error your way through it. And like the difference, you know, trial and error as, as gameplay is not something that's inherently bad. It's just, you know, you need to, you should feel like, oh, if I had known this or, oh, if I had done this better, you know, or, or just done this. But the only thing you could have done is just not, uh, you know, is just known about something you had no way to know about it. There's no hints. There's nothing. You, you, you die at this the first time without doing anything wrong, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's rare in this game that you can, you die and you can't point to what killed you um, or why you died. And that's like, that's a real problem here, I think. Yeah, um, I generally play in a real in a real reckless manner. So knowing that I needed to get at the heart of this matter, and seeing that there was no obvious way to do it, I was looking for okay. So what's the craziest shit I can try? And then that's what led me to actually get to the heart. Yeah. So yeah. that's my excuse. Even once you know how to get to, or which one you're you know, you're getting to mm-hmm. like it, the getting, you know, the exact right angle to land on there is sometimes. Oh yeah. 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 I, I will never defend the platforming in this game. Yeah, I think the, I think the, the blight town episode attests to that. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. The, um, 
so you you know you get through there and again like the other weird thing about this is the fact that it's persistent right so when you die that thing stay and which is merciful you know, merciful yeah um merciful as shit but also just kind of breaks dark souls rules you know yeah but uh that yeah, concludes it. <laughs> yeah, you jump down there and you walk up the route and you find what the what happened to the the witch of Isolith. Yep. Which is, you know, genuinely creepy and and gross. It's just this kind of little bug like rolling around. Um you need to you can't waste too much time here because it still does this firestorm attack. Right. That can kill you while you're in there. Mm-hmm. Um It's kind of it's kind of a weird like fetal insect thing and it's very like I don't know, it's very it's very appropriate to what you've seen and Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, so so I, I I love the idea thematically. So like when you look at the egg bearers, when you look at like what happens and how they become, you know, crag spiders or they hatch the crag spiders or you know whatever, you you know, how however you 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 picture that. Again, just the idea of uh Icarus flying too co- you know too close to the sun mm-hmm. uh well, whatever. Yeah, I don't think we actually said it. So like what this thing happened, what what happened here? Was the the witch of Isolith was attempting to recreate the first flame to try and prolong the age of light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and this and just kind of fucked up using a soul, yeah. right? So and th- and this is what happened. Yeah. So so it is definitely what like of the lords. It is the most tragic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nido is just a force of nature. Uh, the 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 four kings, yeah, they're dicks who just yeah. you know, power angry, yeah, 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 yeah. Less, l- l- less for power. You know, Seath is just you know, Seath is this weird kind of you can kind of justify him in this uh, you know knowledge at all cost kind of things, and his motivations are understandable, but he's not a good guy, right? And he's fucking insane, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and I would agree with you that he was never a good guy. That was kind of a point of debate, I think. Yeah, like yeah. like like you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. He 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 left. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. he 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 was always self-serving to the to to to, to the yeah. max. The only yeah, I mean, and then you go down this one path, you know, starting with uh, uh, Quelag, and through the fair, fair lady into ceaseless discharge, um, all the way up to the bed of chaos, where it's like you're killing good people who you know are just fucked up, have right. made yep. a terrible mistake. <laughs> yep. And yeah. if you. If you return to Quailana too, that's another point. If you go back to her after this boss, there's kind of some wrap-up dialogue where she thanks you for killing them, actually, and mm-hmm. gives you the ultimate pyromancy spell, which is that giant version of Fire Tempest. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Something, have you guys, um, I just thought of something. Have, have you guys, can you get back into this temple after you kill the Bed of Chaos? Because you have to warp out from the bonfire. I wonder what this look. does it look like anything? Can you get back in there? You can warp back there. You can warp to the bonfire. Um, no, no, no. Going in through the front door. I want to see what the, the butt of chaos looks like after you beat it. No, I haven't done it. Mm. Yeah, no, I've gonna, never done that either. I'm going to try that after. <laughs> That's a really yeah, good my, idea. Yeah, my soul of one character has a beat. I just need to run over there and do it. Right. Um, yeah, I want to check that out. Um, that might be neat. I wonder if like that would be – like I, I love it when I see things in this game I've never seen before. Like – on the Let's Play I'm doing right now, I said when uh, Patches asked if I was a cleric, I said yes. And you get kind of a, a cutscene that I'd never got. You know, not a cutscene, but like a little, you know, some dialogue that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a bit of chaos. One thing I want to talk about, too, and we'll talk about it more when we get to kind of season two of this podcast. But I think that the Demon Souls incarnation of this is thematically and lore-wise way worse, but way more stomachable play-wise right. than this. Which is the uh, the dragon god? 
Yeah. Um, That's in what? Two, three. Yeah. Two, three. Yeah. So, and we'll see if that, if that bears out, if, if, you know, if, if you agree at that point, but the, uh, again, like I just played, you know, it didn't seem as cheap to me as far as play, but it's not nearly as cool as a thing. So, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know. It's just hollow. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would love to see what this looked like in Miyazaki's head. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, if it was ever more complete and then I don't want to, you know you know, engage in hagiography or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the stuff that I like about it is enough to where like, I said it before, like dark souls is a good enough game to where even my least favorite area, I still, there's stuff to like about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like when you make that shift from like bad to disappointment, this is a disappointment is what it feels like to me. Anyway, so what are what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing next time, Cole? So next time we will uh, go after the final remaining Lord Soul, plunging deep into the heart of the catacombs and the tomb of the giants, in order to reacquaint Nito with the notion of death. And we will be joined by a longtime superfan and uh, author of the Backlog Killer blog, uh, Will Owens. Mm-hmm. Yep, looking forward to that. Um, yeah. And uh, just the, the, this kind of segues nicely into uh, this next bit. Um, we don't have very much left. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're almost done with Dark Souls, guys. Yeah. So this is the uh, three more episodes. This is this is the four, the final four. We're, we're conquering the final four Lord Souls of the yeah. podcast. J- j- just about. So we're going to do uh, the, uh, the uh, Catacombs uh, Tomb. And then mm-hmm. we're going to do the, uh, the, all of the DLC in one go. Uh, yep. And then we're going to that's look probably at probably going to be a long one. Yeah, that's going to be a huge yeah. fucking. Like, yeah. I, I wish that we would have been smarter about that. But yeah. in contrast, <laughs> the kiln is going to be very, very brief. Yeah, but we're doing uh, the Great Hollow and Ash Lake. Yeah, okay. just, just basically any episode. any end game wrap up kind of stuff. So like, yeah. we're going to talk about the end of Sigmire there too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so like talking about future plans for the show, if you're if you're you know uh, paying attention. Uh, if you're playing along at home, uh, we're going to do Demon Souls as uh, as episode number, uh, sorry, as season number two, rather. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to put up the play order uh, here pretty quick. I'm going to rely on Gary because I've been remiss in playing through that. Gary, uh, will you attest that I've been texting you about Demon Souls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cole, Cole's putting in due diligence. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> something something to note for people who are you know Demon Souls super fans. We're not attempting to do the episodes in the order that is the optimal order to play through. Right. Because we're going to try to squeeze all the lore and story stuff that we can out of this game that doesn't have very much of it. Right. So you know, jumping back and forth and being like, now we talk about you know the Tower of Latria, but now we talk about the Shrine of Storms, and then we talk about the Tower of Latria again, etc. Like we're not really going to do that. It's going to be more or less kind of numeric. Um, in order. Right. So, uh, you know, get used to that. You know, it won't serve so much as a play guide if you're playing your first time. Um, the other thing I wanted to put out the call for is if you know people who are, uh, you know, kind of video game journalists, industry people, or what have you, they're big fans of Demon Souls, you know, other podcast people, let us know. Yeah. And if we don't know about them, and uh, maybe we'll see if we can get them on the show. Yeah. So, uh, Demon Souls is definitely a little less popular than Dark Souls, so I don't hear as much about that. But there's somebody here like, man, you know, this person loves Demon Souls. It would be awesome to have them on Bonfireside Chat. Let us know. And we'll maybe reach out to that person. Yeah. So, and then we're trying to time that so, you know, as we wrap up Demon Souls, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, because yeah. this is all unknown, hopefully Dark Souls 2 will be out. Um, we're mm-hmm. kind of banking on that. But Yep. And if not, we do like a two-episode run on 3 dgameheroes Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, it's the from cast. Uh, yeah. 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 We'll figure something out to do in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before, uh, before we start getting uh, real into our admin stuff, uh, Vivian, do you have anything to plug or anything? You know, um, uh, no, not particularly. I don't really have any kind of, uh, I am unfortunately not a web celebrity or an important <laughs> video game journalist. Uh, I post on the Something Awful forums as Zombies Downfall. If anybody from the Dark Souls thread or some of the other threads in games and stuff has seen me around there, I'm kind of vaguely prolific, not to the level of EC, who is kind of a maniac. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> And other than that, uh, not really. Uh, I have... I've kind of been considering putting together a book of critical essays about games. So if I do that, I will keep in touch with you guys. And yeah, yeah, no, I, w- I would, I would consume the shit out of that. Yeah. Like uh, uh, me and Vivian will chat on on Facebook from time to time, <laughs> and uh, it's always enlightening. Like the, um, you know, we and we said this, you know, from the first time that you commented on Watch Out Fireballs. But I, you know, out of people who who contributed or people who, uh, you know, you're one of the the better writers or thinkers about games. That uh, that I've met, so yeah, um, I would be real interested in that. Great work! So it is a pleasure to be here, and uh, it's great to have the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do we want to wrap this up? Uh, we have some kind of remaining business here. This is the last episode of Bonfireside Chat that will go out before the Kickstarter ends, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are a fan of our of our other show, uh, which is Watch Out for Fireballs, uh, we're doing a Kickstarter to do a live show in Portland, Oregon at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo uh, this coming October. We have been successfully funded. Um, mm-hmm. However, we are shooting for uh, stretch goals, and we're going to be revealing extra stretch, uh, stretch goals here soon. Um, but uh, we yeah. cannot thank uh, you know, anybody who's donated. We cannot thank you enough for that, and we are really excited about this as a project and what it represents for the possibilities of cool stuff we can do in the future. Right? Yeah, yeah. And let's say um, you know you listen to Bonfire Side Chat, but you don't listen to Watch Out for Fireballs. Um, one of the stretch goals is to do a few episodes of like a, a modern game show that's the, the same kind of style so let, let's say you don't really like old games um you know we like new games as well so yeah. i think the next stretch goal at the time of recording that we haven't met is to do kind of like some pilot episodes of a, of a show that kind of gives this kind of treatment you know, not quite as in-depth as this dark souls one but mm-hmm. the watch over fireballs treatment to some newer games so uh, if that's interesting to you because you're not, you don't really dig the old stuff um you know that might be of interest and also if you just want to support the two of us because uh we'd really appreciate it yeah yeah Help us do cool stuff, and we will be in you know immediately. And we will do cool stuff. Yes, and we will do cool (laughs) stuff. I was going to say we're going to be grateful and you know hold you hold you dear hold you dear forever. Uh, But there's also cooler rewards and things like that. You've Mm -hmm. you've already hold it. You know you've already uh, heard the spiel. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the big thing. Um, There's all the standard stuff like ratings and reviews on iTunes. Um, We have a Amazon um, referral page that helps us out a lot financially. Um, listening to our other shows, yep. uh, you know, is, is a big deal. Um, watch out for fireballs, as we mentioned. Um, Abject Suffering is going to become a show. Like, if you want to hear me and Cole dick around about bad games, <laughs> that is that is going public. Um, and then uh, Cole does a show called Those Damn Ross Kids with his brother, which is very funny. And a show called The Level with some buddies of his that is kind of a modern video game roundtable audio magazine. Um, also very good. Yeah, and then Gary does a show with uh, with his friend Braden Cameron, which uh, is called The Pitch, and it is the mm-hmm. funniest goddamn thing in the entire world. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Good stuff. Thank you. So, I appreciate that. It is so good. Um, of particular interest, they did, um, I would consider it a two episode run uh, one of a Dark Souls restaurant chain and also one of uh, uh, various swords, uh, most of which were <laughs> lifted directly from Dark Souls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Most of my sword knowledge I have from Dungeons and Dragons, to be well, fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I came into Dark Souls knowing swords. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing, too, I want to throw in real quick is if you go to uh, YouTube, uh, my YouTube channel, Watch Out for Fireballs, I do uh, Let's Plays. I'm currently doing, uh, I finished up a Dark Souls playthrough. I'm starting a second one. Uh, you got to have faith. My uh, cleric, uh, two-hander, person with the eventual goal of getting the grant. Mm-hmm. And uh, the episode I just recorded, I haven't put it up yet, but I'm trying to sequence break and save Rhea early. Okay. And uh, ran into some fucking bug nut glitches. <laughs> That happened down there. So all that stuff ended up on camera. But that comes out, you know, the same day that this show comes out. So, yeah. Awesome. So I think that is all of the admin stuff. But there is, you know, one kind of final thing. Well, two final things. First, uh, listen to the final run-up of the show because uh, we're going to be hitting some explosive stuff here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the, the the second thing, I think that we're all going to say in sequence in, uh, in, in increasing levels of embarrassment. So, Gary, uh, you go first. Uh, praise the sunlight maggot. Praise the sunlight maggot. The guilty pay the price? (laughs) (laughs) And we all pray that we will have far more soon. (laughs) I did that. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, man, maybe. why why is my bell on my kitchen table? <laughs> <laughs> the guilty pay the price is, is like the alternate tagline for a show that's just about PvP. Yeah, that, that we're not qualified to make. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a good tagline for that. <laughs>